which leads to a very interesting question, which is knowing what the U.S. knew, which was that Japan desperately wanted to surrender and that they had already kind of agreed that they would surrender the second the Soviet Union entered the war. Uh, why drop the fucking bombs, right? And I'm kind of curious, uh, when you were in, you know, middle school or high school and this came up in the uh, history book, you know, in your history class, what was the what was the reason given? The narrative in my history book and like, you know, I'm, I'm in my 30s. And so everybody I've ever talked to who was, you know, taking social studies at that time is that uh, Truman just had to drop the atomic bomb like the Japanese were relentless and would never surrender under any conditions unless we killed you know hundreds of thousands of their people (laughs) well as as we'll learn later from uh you know the u.s war department uh the asian does not value human life so (laughs) you know this is the only language they speak right yeah i mean that this has been i would say the popular narrative uh you know forever right uh is that this the bombs had to be dropped to avoid a land invasion of Japan, which, you know, would have cost, you know, a million lives. It's usually yeah. the, the number that's put up. And what's interesting about this is nobody ever like, you know, this was the thing that went into history books and stuff like that. Nobody ever thought to question isn't it weird that that narrative never even entered the public consciousness until 1947? And then nobody asked, where did it come from? Yeah. And luckily the historian who's probably written like the sort of major work on why the atomic bombs were dropped was a man named Gar, Gar Alperovitz. He actually tracked down the like details of where the story comes from, including the author's notes on you know, uh, basically on writing the article that launches this, which is, you know, in 1947, Henry Stimson uh, ostensibly uh, wrote an article for Harper's Magazine, basically making this point, right? Making an argument for why the bombs had to be dropped and arguing that it was to avoid a land invasion that would have cost a million lives. Now, Alperovitz noted that according to Stimson's own calculation at the time that the bombs were dropped in his discussions with Truman, uh, you know, the casual, if they decided to do a land invasion of Japan, Stimson's own calculations was it'd be about 60,000 casualties. Um, how that gets from 60,000 to millions is sort of interesting question. And in his discussions with Mick George Bundy, who's the person who actually writes the Harper's article, and Stimson puts his name on it. Stimson advises on it. Mick George Bundy Mm -hmm. writes it. Uh, Another guy, uh, we were talking about connections with Lyndon Johnson or whatever, but Mick George Bundy, a guy who's going to become a a big part of the Johnson cabinet in the Vietnam War. So just another lifelong hero. Oh, interesting, yeah. American foreign affairs circles. Um, But yeah, between him and Mick George Bundy, they sort of just throw out this number of 200,000. They're like, hey, why don't we just say the land invasion would cost 200,000 lives? And weirdly, unlike every other thing that they talk about that goes into the Harper's article, there's no notations about where the source comes from, no comments about like what meetings or what groups came up with this 200,000 number. So by all accounts, it seems to have just been completely fabricated in the moment. And then there's no record of how it got to a million by the time it hit the article. And 
so again, it's this interesting question of, so we have this article from Harper's that we've based our entire sort of history of why we dropped the bomb. Everything that's taught in school is based off this one, you know, piece of evidence, this Harper's article. And then when you look in their notes, it's also impossible to figure out where this one million number came from. 